Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a woman by the name of Danielle Rose, CEO of the Inner Compass Coach in Bethesda, Maryland. After Danielle earned her Master's of Social Work from the University of Denver in 2007, she found the most useful space for applying her understanding of psychology was in career and business coaching. Danielle's company, Inner Compass Coach, works with mid-career professionals, executive leaders, business owners, and teams who feel stuck regarding their career or business next steps, desire more meaning and fulfillment in their work. With 20 years of social work experience and a decade in career development, she created the Inner Compass Process, a three-month signature program that uses childhood and career memories to help clients identify the behavioral patterns that allow them to thrive, breaking through the patterns that are holding them back and identifying opportunities that would be a better fit based on their self-discovery. Daniel is also an author of the book, The Inner Compass Process, using childhood memories to guide your career change. She has presented her one-of-a-kind approach for career transition in published articles that appear in Career Convergence Magazine, Skill, uh, sorry, Skill, Dan, Sharp Heels, and Glendale, Cherry Creek Chronicle, and the Collodium. Sorry, the Col- <laughs> The Colorado. I finally got tongue twisted. Sorry, Danielle. <laughs> uh, Danielle, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're speaking better than I am today. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. I appreciate the warm welcome. That's uh, fantastic. And I know you're busy. You've got a lot going on. And so I, on behalf of our listeners uh, and myself, I'd love to thank you for being on the podcast and giving us some time today. I always love to talk to entrepreneurs and authors. Daniel, you know, please tell our listeners about your journey of becoming an author. Thank you for asking, Ian. It was 2019. I had been in business since 2014, and I had found myself at this point of being burned out. It wasn't because I didn't love my business. I absolutely did. I was finding myself working over 40 hours a week with just clients alone. And then on top of my client work, I had administrative work, work on building my business. So I was reaching that point where I just didn't have enough hours in the day and I knew I needed to scale. But I wasn't quite sure what that would look like. So 
I decided to reflect and take a nice walk through Battery Lane Park, which is this beautiful park in my neighborhood. And I was looking at the greenery, enjoying, like enjoying the trees. And then it all of a sudden came to me that I was ready to write a book. And it was important to me to have this process that I had been working on for almost seven years at that point and that I wanted to bring it out to the world. So the journey of becoming an author was that journey of asking myself, when I am sitting with a client in the hot seat, what am I asking them when I'm taking them through my process, which a big part of it is journeying back to childhood and exploring childhood and career memories to help them identify patterns, ways that they thrive in their career and business. I was asking myself, what questions am I asking them every single time? What is that framework? And so I decided to put it into a book and create an online course at the same time. And what this allowed me to do was be able to have more access points for clients to um, view my materials and get the benefit of my materials. But it also allowed me to hire on my first employee and be able to allow some of the work that I've done over the years um, be used by another coach to benefit future clients. And so it was one of the best decisions I ever made um, from my burnout so that I could use the best use of my time and my talents. And that was to create more. Yeah. What a wonderful uh, uh, story, Danielle, of going for a walk and just reflecting on your own journey and, you know, all of the things you were doing and to decide to put it into a framework. I think that is a a, a wonderful backstory of how you got started and certainly has allowed you to scale, which is, which is just tremendous. Uh, congratulations on your book, by the way. That's, uh, that's fantastic to, to get the first one done is always a, a fabulous feeling. And it's yes, great to you. put some of your wisdom into a book that you can share with others. And, and quite often, you know, that, 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 can eliminate the first conversation. You can have the second conversation because they've already read your book, right? So it's a, also an efficiency tool, which is which is wonderful. Um, so, Absolutely. So Daniel, as I understand, you work with many people in sales to help them make career and business changes. How do you know when a career in sales maybe just isn't the right fit for someone? How do you know that? That's a good question. And... Ian, I'm guessing a lot of your listeners are listening to this podcast to become better at sales. And there's the, the, the way I describe it is when I'm talking to a potential client and perhaps they've had a background in sales and the first thing they might say to me after, you know, asking them what led them to reach out is they might share something along the lines of, I've been in sales for X amount of years but I never really liked it. So I think the first piece is if you're in sales and you're questioning if sales is meant to be your path, it's the question of, do you like it? And then the second piece is, does it come naturally to you? Because um, in my experience, when clients do what comes naturally to them that they've done since childhood and using their innate gifts, 
that's when they flourish in their careers. So that brings me to the third item. If a person who has been in a sales career, if they have metrics to back up their career, if they are a high income earner, those are usually signs that they're meant to be in their career. But when I hear things like, nope, it doesn't come naturally to me. Nope, I'm not interested in this. And nope, I am not a high income earner. Those are usually signs that perhaps sales is not the right fit. It makes so much sense. And, and, and reflecting on the childhood piece, I'm so curious about that. I, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm still living my purpose and passion with the business that I do. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think back to uh, I, one of the things as a child, I, whether it was sports or whatever I was doing, I always wanted to make my dad proud of me. And I'll try not to cry because mm. it's an emotional topic, but I think the business and what I still do today, I hope he's looking down going, well done, son. You're doing well, right, in his Scottish accent. So it's funny how things from our childhood can influence what really shapes our destiny and what the right thing for us to do is. So it's, it's a fascinating topic uh, to me, and I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with many clients on this very issue, uh, Danielle. If selling comes, you know, if it does come naturally to you, but you're just feeling dissatisfied, like it's, nah, not so, it's really not working for me, how do you know when it's time to pivot as opposed to leaving sales entirely? Like why, maybe not walk away, but maybe walk in a different direction. How do you know when it's time? Sure, sure. Well, so I want to go back to one thing. I promise I'll answer that question, Anne, but you did bring up something really interesting about when you were growing up that I think is really important to mention. You know, you mentioned that um, one of the things that you really enjoyed was making somebody proud of you, your dad. Mm -hmm. And typically when I work with clients where sales comes naturally to them, when we look at their favorite memories of childhood, they might that might include a time of being um, competitive, like competitive camaraderie. I've met a lot of clients in sales who love their career because there's this competitive camaraderie. And then when they look to their childhood, um, that was important to them, perhaps through sports. Um, I've also seen a lot of clients who love sales, love their connection with others. They love being persuasive. Perhaps they like performing or something to that nature. So I'm curious for you, Ian, when you thought back to your um, childhood, I know right now your career has pivoted into public speaking and giving keynotes. Like when you think back to your childhood, do you see memories like that that really can share how your career is where it's now? Yeah, there's a lot of connections there, Danielle. The truly is. I, I used to play hockey and rugby and I had a great dad. He'd drive me to all the games, come and watch. I know not everyone out there was that fortunate, but I was. I was. And if I scored a goal, um, sure, I'd cheer with my and team. was very important to me, very valuable to me. But as I skated back to the bench, I'd look up in the stands to try and catch my dad's uh, gaze to see his eyes. And I, mm-hmm. uh, he'd have a thumbs up and he'd be cheering. I was like, that was better than the goal to me, the recognition from my dad. Um, huh. re- really drove me. It really made me, you know, try harder. And it's been the same in, in my sales career and the last 25 odd years w- with my business of teaching, training, speaking, etc. I-, I still use 
you know, that, that thing deep inside of me as, as a fuel, as a, as a passion, something that really matters to me. So I do believe this is a connection for me, for sure. Absolutely. And it sounds like recognition is important to you. And perhaps that's what motivates you deeply. How do you see, I mean, I'm guessing your dad's not with you now, but where do you get that sense of recognition, at least at this season in your life? Right. Certainly um, it, it is. And giving recognition, you know, as you, as a career develops and you go through, you know, peaks and valleys mm-hmm. and all those good things, I've always thought recognition was more important than money. I'm sure we can all make money, but if you feel good about how you're making your money and getting recognition, it could come from the customer by them giving you the mm-hmm. commitment. It could come mm-hmm. from your, your teammates or, or your boss that, that make you feel good. I also love giving, you know, recognition back. I remember one of my daughters uh, back to when she was a child, uh, and I, you know, I had sort of blacktop part of the backyard, had a couple of hockey nets and basketball hoops, so there was always sports going on. My one of my daughters, Nicole, would roll roller blade around and take a slap shot, hit the top corner of the net, and I'd be in the kitchen, and she'd skate by and look at me, and and I would cheer, and she'd light up like a, a Christmas tree, right? She was just <laughs> smiling from year to year because I recognized it. And I, I think to me, that's a 360. I, I got it from my dad. I was giving it to my, to my children, right? To my family. So recognition has always been an important thing, but it comes, you know, as an independent, it comes from different places. Now it comes maybe from an audience, might come from a customer or that you might be collaborating with. So it, I think it comes in many forms. It's always been a dear and dear to my heart commodity, for sure. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Ian. And for listeners, one of the things I always say is go back to your childhood and think about those happy memories and what really lit you up, what really motivated you, because it never changes. It just continues to flow through our careers as well. And... That's the way when, you know, with sales, um, for Ian, it came through recognition, but for you, it might come through another means, but it's important in your career to have that need met in one way or another. And that's what I always encourage my clients to do is to find out what drives them. Just like Ian mentioned now, the recognition drives him. And then also find out um, what comes naturally to you that you want to be paid for in your work. And when you can have a career that highlights those two things, you're going to love what you do. And that's the key. And so, Ian, I ended up writing down your second question, um, <laughs> which was, um, you know, since I have worked with people um, to help them make career and business changes, um, you know, uh, I think you asked me, how do you know when it's a time to pivot opposed to leaving sales entirely? And I would say it's really um, two things. It's when my clients find that they're not growing anymore. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, of course, sales might be for you connection, persuasion, something along those lines. But you might have another underlining talent that motivates you as well. And so an example could be creativity. It could be teaching. It could be um, leadership or managing others or strategy. 
And so when you start noticing that there's that side of you that's being underutilized or tapped, it's important to figure out, okay, what is the next pivot? Do I want to move into training and development? Do I want to move into management? Do I want to move into strategy based on that talent that is wanting to show itself moving forward in your career? Mm, interesting. Very interesting. So it may not be. Now, has this happened for you and your clients, uh, Danielle? I'm just curious that if they're getting yeah. somewhat fulfilled with, with their sales job or their you know, their business that they own, that they're not mm-hmm. utilizing the, that, that sort of untouched skill set that, that's deep inside them, that they have to do it in their career or could they find another way to kind of maybe find a hybrid where they're, they're doing something else to fulfill, you know, that part that's not being utilized? The answer is yes. You could potentially find it through hobbies or activities But in terms of growth or trajectory, whether it be for career or business, it usually is a great indicator of where perhaps somebody um, in their career might want to pivot their career to grow. Or if somebody owns a business, it can give a lot of indications on how they might want to scale. And I can give a quick example. Um, I was working with a client who was in pharmaceutical sales. And she was incredibly strategic, but her company um, loved her being able to just go into the field and meet with um, her end client and work with them to sell the product. And it was almost that she was too good at what she did to the point where they wouldn't move into her, you know, strategy um, or into uh, management, which is where she wanted to go. And so it was that piece where we had to really talk about what was important to her. And that's when her value set came in of having freedom. And because we knew she was strategic, because we knew that she wanted freedom and valued freedom, she decided to um, go into selling CBD products independently And um, every time I check in with her, I worked with her over four years ago. She is the top producer for this company now that she's doing independent sales for. And she loves being a business owner because it meets her needs. So the reason why I bring this example up, Ian, is because we did try to see within her company if there was the ability to um, move into more biz devs, such as the strategy realm, or even in the management realm, being able to bring in her strategy piece. And there unfortunately wasn't. And that's when she knew she needed to go and look at a different option. Makes, makes complete sense. And, and you know, what a valued service, helping someone get through that. Pro- First of all, identify it and then get through the process yeah. of how best to, to, to implement it, utilize those, those skills. And good for her for making it because leaving a well-paid job to, to start your own business, I did that a many, many, many years ago. And there's risks with that. Your whole, will the parachute open? I'm, ch- I'm jumping out of an airplane here. Am I going to have a soft landing or yeah. not? So it's, there is risk. So you know, kudos on you, Danielle, for walking people through that process, which can be definitely frightening. It's, uh, it, it, it really is. I'm fascinated yeah. by what you do. I, I really am. Thank fascinated. you. I, I am. And, 
the inner compass process. Can you share with the listeners a little more on that, kind of open the kimono for us a little bit? Sure. So the inner compass process is three parts. Typically, I meet with my clients, whether they be a career changer, an executive um, leader, or a business owner. And typically, when my clients are coming to me, it's because they are feeling a misalignment in their career or business. So whether they're feeling stuck in a job they don't like anymore, or whether they started a business and it is no longer feeling like the, the identity of the business is no longer in alignment with my client's identity. My goal is to help them realign their career. And so typically I meet with my clients for three months over the course of 12 sessions. And the first four sessions, I take my clients back to their childhood. We look at happy memories, both in their childhood and career, as well as uncomfortable memories. And the reason I do this is if I want to help my clients explore what motivates them to their core and where they thrive in their career, all I have to do is look at the patterns of where they've been thriving their whole lives, especially in childhood. If I want to look at where my clients, um, you know, get held back, uh, their limiting beliefs, all I have to do is look at what's been holding them back since childhood. And what's amazing, Ian, that I've learned is that when we look at these patterns, especially where clients have had to overcome obstacles in their lives, we learn what motivates them to their core. So, Ian, what's interesting is you shared that happy memory of your dad supporting you and giving you all this encouragement. On the flip side, when we look at uncomfortable memories in childhood, there's an equal motivation that comes from the obstacles we've had to overcome as well. And that's what's really fun. It almost gives us purpose behind the obstacles we've had to overcome in our lives. And when I say purpose, it just means how we're meant to manifest our gifts into their, the world, especially our careers. So that's the childhood piece. Then I move into career research. And during my fifth session with clients, we'll look at whether they want to change their job, employer, business, or industry, and we'll come up with options for them to research. And that will include talking to people who have made career and business changes that they've considered. That includes testing the waters because um, there's no better way to figure out a type of change we want to make than trying to test it out. Perhaps that could be through a free class, a trial client, or even testing something on our business that we've never tried before in a way that is safe. Um, from there, what happens is we start to narrow our options down because we're getting more data to decide if it's in alignment with our needs, especially from what we discovered about um, our needs and, and who we are from childhood. And then the last piece is road mapping our next steps to um, identify careers and business options that would be the best fit in how we're going to get there. And that's the process, Ian. It's, that's fascinating. I, it, it's logical to me. Like it, you know, doing uh, the childhood piece as the first step, the, the, you know, that, that, the, the first four sessions, Danielle, you talk about, and to identify the patterns, the good ones and the bad ones. 
because if we know what the good ones are, uh, we, we, it's like turning the lights on for your career. You know which way to go. You want more of that. It's equally valuable to know what the bad ones were because you want less of that. You don't want to kind of act as the guardrails. You don't want to go near those ones because they didn't do much for you. So lean into the good ones. Lean away from the bad ones was kind of your first point. And then, yes, research, career research. Understand your options. You know, test it out. Like, you know, walk a, a couple of miles in the shoes. See what it feels like. Is it meeting? Is it giving you that alignment you're, you're really looking for? And then thirdly, yeah, Danielle, you talk about mapping your next steps, which I suspect is a, a bit of accountability to that, and so there should be, and ensuring that uh, you execute this strategy you've come up with. Fascinating stuff, yeah. uh, Danielle. Absolutely fascinating. I'm sure you've, uh, you've, you've made a lot of people today curious. How can our listeners reach out to get a hold of you or buy your book or is there a website? Where would you send the listeners to as a next step for this? Yes. The first next step would be to check out my website. It's innercompasscoach.com. I-N-N-E-R-C-O-M-P-A-S-S-C-O-A-C-H.com. It has information about my coaching services, online courses, book, and more. And then, of course, you can find the Inner Compass Process book on Amazon. And all you have to do is go to Amazon and put the Inner Compass Process, and my book will be the first book to pop up. And my last name is Roselle, R-O-E-S-S-L-E, just to verify it's the right book. And that's the best way to get in touch with me. Thank you for asking. That's such a wonderful question, Ian. I'm grateful. Thank you, Danielle. Once again, uh, my very special guest this week has been Danielle Rose, CEO of Inner Compass Coach in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, Danielle, on behalf of the listeners, thank you so much today for being on the podcast. Thank you, Ann, and thanks for sharing all your stories. They've been really helpful, and I'm sure people love learning about you as well. That's fantastic, and thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins with Ian Selby.